in our midst today, O oh God. In Jesus' mighty and matchless name, we have prayed. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Pastor. Good morning. Good morning, my sister that is marking her 50th birthday today. Good morning. God bless you. God bless you visitors in the house. God bless every family. God bless every household. We thank the Lord, our God, for his faithfulness. I bring you good tidings from the children's church. As I represent the children's church, we've been talking about distraction, and our Bible text today is taken from the book of Isaiah chapter 48, verse 18. Isaiah chapter 48, verse 18. Isaiah 48, verse 18, it says, if only you had paid attention to my commands, your peace would have been like a river, your righteousness like the waves of the sea. Who is speaking here? the Lord God Almighty. That if only you and I had paid attention to his commands, if we had shown respect for his words and for his commandments, that indeed our peace would have been like a river and our righteousness like the wave of the sea. The message for today is how did we get here? How did we all get to where we are today? Sort of a confused world how did we all get here? Sometimes you're, you're driving on the road and you are distracted. You miss your exit. And you ask yourself, how did I find myself here? How did I find myself in, you know, 
I was going to Oshawa. I found myself in Ottawa. You know, how did I get here? Sometimes it's just simple fact that we did not pay attention. We were distracted. And this thing is not new. It's, it's not that it's just coming to our attention that a lot of us have lost, you know, we've lost track. And just like Pastor Bolaji said, time continues. Some of the facts that are so basic to us is that we know that 60 seconds make one minute. 60, se 60 minutes make one hour. 24 hours make one day. Seven days make one week. And four weeks make one month. 12 months make one year. And lo and behold, we are going into the fifth month of the year. And we ask ourselves, how did we find ourselves here? Five months gone or four months gone, I haven't done anything. I, all, all the goals I set, I haven't even, you know, obeyed anyone. I have not achieved anything. You know, I remember there was a, a baby shower. Not that I attended a lot of baby showers, but there was one I attended. And they had this the lady, the expectant mother she had a tray with a lot of goodies you know and she was carrying the trays among all the guests and we were all looking at it you know look at what is in the tray everybody looked at it you know you didn't want to miss any any detail because obviously you knew there was going to be a question after and thereafter they now said okay they will ask us the lady went to sit down and then they now asked us the guest was the woman wearing a wristwatch or not we were also focused on what was in the tray that we were not looking at what the woman was wearing. A lot of times we pay attention to the things that do not matter. A lot of times we are distracted by the things that we desire and not the things that are really important. A lot of times we have, you know, we have been taken on our ways by situations and circumstances. We have fed ourselves with false news and we have acted on those things. The Lord is calling you and I to attention this morning telling us that if we had paid attention, if we had not been distracted, our peace would have been like a river. No wonder the, the word of God says, you know, that people that live before us, if we go to the book of uh, 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, please, can you share? Chapter 10, verse 13, Apostle Paul writing there. He says, these things that happen to them are an example to us. No temptation has taken over taking over us except that which is common to man all the things that have happened to the men of old the errors they made they are written so that you and I do not walk the same steps and so when we're talking about distractions we have so many examples in the Bible about people that were distracted there are sometimes in the church I've been privy you know being in the children's church I usually enjoy, uh, you know stay in the church for maybe praise and worship then after praise and worship the children we, we move over to the children's um, section and sometimes we see a lot of people with their uh, phones and they want to you know bible they, they, they'll tell you that it's a bible you know that they have their bible on their phones good the children know me so, so many times I've told them you know put those things away because even while in this church I've seen people watching Manchester United versus Chelsea. I'm not lying. I have seen it. I've seen people playing games, you know, all these word games, escapes, you know. I've seen people in the church. These are distractions. The Bible says you cannot serve two masters. 
You cannot serve God and mammon. So when we look at the examples, those that, you know, those that lived ahead of us, those that lived before us, where did they message? On Friday at the video, pastor gave us the story of Adam and Eve. They were distracted. It was a simple instruction. Of every tree in the garden, you can eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, do not eat. That very simple instruction, Abby. And that was the same instruction that they failed to obey. And sometimes we think it was Adam and Eve. I, I could never have done that. Okay. A lot of us are still making the same mistakes in different areas of our lives. And we are quick to point out to the children of Israel to say, those who, they were rebellious. The things they did to Moses, it made Moses not enter into the promised land. That is the severity of what distraction can do. So when we go back to the Bible, let's, you know, the Bible is a, is a, is a, is a, is our reference point. It's where God communicates to us. It's where we know his will. What he's telling us is that we have not paid attention to his command. Well, I'm not giving the devil any credit. But we need to go back to what is the purpose of the devil. Because you and I have a purpose. And what the enemy tries to do is to make sure that we do not achieve our own purpose. But we forget that his own purpose is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Those are his objectives. Anything he does, anything he gives, is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But you and I have a purpose, a will in God. God has created us in his image and in his likeness. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah, he said God created you and I for his glory. So what the enemy tries to do is to make sure that you and I do not achieve that purpose for which we are created. He makes sure that, you know, we get distracted. Adam and Eve could not obey. We also forget the fact that when the enemy lies, when the devil lies, he speaks his own language. To the point of uh, Israel during, during the night vigil also. When he lies, that is, his, you know, he comes as his own, his, his own lingua franca. That's what he speaks normally. He, he cannot, the enemy cannot tell the truth. If you, if, you, if you look at when he was tempting Jesus Christ, those verses of scripture were true. But the way and manner it was presented, they were a lie. The whole context of it was the temptation. The Bible also says in the book of Revelation, chapter 12, verses 9 to 10, it says, your enemy, the devil, he says the accuser of brethren. He accuses us, you and I, before God. So all these distractions are to point to the fact that she did not obey, he did not obey. That is why the devil could go in the book of Jude and require for the body of Moses. He had that effrontery to ask for Moses' body because he knew Moses disobeyed. Why are we saying all of this? It's because it is important that we live at peace. We have a situation that, you know, nobody knows what is going to happen tomorrow. That one is already said. But let us look back. Let's, let us look back at what others did. How did they miss it? We've talked about Adam and Eve in the book of Genesis chapter 3 verses 1 to 13. You see there. We see David and Bathsheba. The Bible says in the time when kings for, went for war, David stayed back. He should have been at war. But what did he do? He was on the window, you know, the patio. He was looking at a woman that was naked. And that led to a curse in his family. That the, the word of God says, it says, the, the, it says what? 
that the, the, the sword will not depart from his family because of that singular act when he killed Uriah. He, brought, he opened up the gap. So these distractions that you and I may trivialize. Someone might be battling with food. Another person is battling with sexual temptation. Another one is battling with stealing. Another one is battling with covetousness. They are all distractions. Another distraction, when we look at the story of Samson and Delilah, we see lust there. One thing that from his birth, they had said what he should eat and what he should not eat. Why was it that it was what the Lord said he should not do? Why is it? You know, we human beings, eh? Sometimes people say that people are difficult. I say even God that created us. Say men, that our hearts are wicked. So when we say, how did we find ourselves here? How did we get to this place? When we look at the story of David in the book of 2 Samuel chapter 24, or 1 Chronicles chapter 21, even his advisor, Joab, his commander, told him and said, my Lord, do not carry out a census. Do not count the people. That the God of Israel, he knows his people. He knows the number of soldiers. The Lord is able to win the battle. But what happened? The Bible says that the voice of David overruled that of Joab. Because he was king. We have a lot of kings now that are dictators. That their word is final. I'm not speaking only this word to the church. I'm speaking this word to as many that will listen to it. That one day you will stand before God and give an account. Of the office that the Lord has given unto you. We have the story of Pharaoh. You know, when, yesterday I was talking to some people and um, I had some guests and I was telling them, I said, there are four kings in the Bible. When we look at all that is happening in the political terrain in the world now, I said, there are four kings that God dealt with that we need to learn from. Four kings. The first one is Pharaoh. There were ten plagues in, Israel, in, in Egypt. Ten plagues that had never happened before. That there was no record that it had ever occurred before. Even his ministers, the, it's there in the Bible, his ministers told him, said, my, my Lord, you will wreck the economy of Egypt. But the Bible says he did not listen. He was bent on getting rid of the children of Israel. To the, to the extent that he destroyed his own nation. You will think that when he got to the Red Sea, and he saw the Red Sea pattern, had it, had it ever happened to him before? Had he ever seen anywhere where the Red Sea parted? You saw people walking in between the sea. You know, my people say, then do you? Ah, you, you know, uh, sorry, sorry, my pigeon. Yes, you know, it is, not, it is not normal for the Red Sea to part. And you, this one would clearly show that this was an act of God. You understand? This was an act of God. But because he was so bent on hatred, he was so filled with hatred. When you look at what is happening now, I'll take you to what is happening now and we compare it with what Pharaoh did. The Bible said what happened to Pharaoh was that he, he, he taught in his mind, he taught in his mind that the children of Israel, the way they are increasing, it wasn't as if it had happened though. He was just thinking that the way these children of Israel are increasing, that when the enemies attack us, if they join our enemies, that we, is that not what the Bible said? That they will join our enemies and we will lose. It has not happened. He was just thinking. The distraction was in the mind. That if they join our enemies, we will lose the battle. Now, I'll bring it to nowadays. 
we have a country in which a, 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 a governor is saying that these black people, the way they are going, they are increasing in numbers. And we, we fail to realize that this thing is in the Bible. And because of that, you said, cancel every book that has any history about the black people. And we've forgotten the same God. The Bible says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we are making it. And we are not listening to his commandments. We are not obeying his commands. And you find Pharaoh, he saw the Red Sea. He went in. What was he expecting? That it would be kept like that for him. When you know what you have just done, that your hands are soiled. That you have killed innocent blood. You told, you told the, the midwives, you said, if the children, if they are male children, kill them. That is one king, Pharaoh. The second king I bring to you, I present to you Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar, was, he had mercy. He had mercy from God. Because what happened? He had the word of God. He had a dream. And in, this, in that dream, there was an interpretation that this dream is about you, my king. I wish it was about your enemy. But this is what the Lord is saying about you. And the Bible says it got to a point that Nebuchadnezzar said to himself, that is it not my hand that created all of this? And while the word was still in his mouth, it became an animal. You can imagine in this day and age, if his children went to school, they would say, I hear your papa turned to ram. You know, it's, it's, it is, it is, it, these are the things that the Bible wrote for us. This is how man has, we've forgotten history. That the Bible says, if you pay attention to my commands, these things will not happen to you. And when he realized, when he humbled himself, he had mercy because God restored everything back to him. The Lord restored everything back to him. That's the second king. The third king is a king that we all know. The king called Herod. He was so pop, you know, it was, the people said, this is not the voice of man. This is the voice of a God. And while Herod was still alive, the Bible says worms ate him up. That is the same God you and I are de dealing with. That is the same God that is telling you don't do this. And you are saying, you know, I will do it. I will explain myself later. <laughs> I salute you. You know, we, we, we always think that we can justify ourselves. And then we say we do not have peace. This distraction, these things that we are allowing to distract us, it has distracted other men and destroyed them. It says he will have mercy on whom he will have mercy. And he will have compassion on whom he will have compassion. But you do not know if you are a candidate of that mercy. Don't take his mercy. Don't toy with his mercy. That's the third king. And then the fourth king, obviously, is a king called David. We all know King David. But David also had mercy. But even in the mercy, there was judgment. Jesus Christ was a descendant of David. He had to come from that lineage. And you know what happened to him. There are examples in the Bible. We have Achan in the book of Joshua. The Bible says he took of the devoted things. And because of that one man, he brought about destruction of the armies of Israel. The Bible says they fled before Ai. Initially, they thought, you know, we, I mean, Jericho, we did Jericho. You know, AI, you know, they even told, they even told Joshua, don't, don't worry, don't, don't bother sending all the men. About 3,000 men, there are not so many. And he listened. 
a lot of us, the distraction we have is the distraction of what has played out in other people's lives. We are following a particular template. The Lord is calling our attention today that listen to the word I have for you in particular. What I have for you in that situation, not what I have for that man, not what I have for that woman. What I am saying to you, listen. Obedience is key. Don't be distracted. And if we continue, we find the story of Balaam and Balak. Simple instruction also. The Lord said, do not go with those men that Balak sent. But he went, Balaam went, thinking the Lord will change his mind. A lot of us think God will change his mind for, for certain things. When we are actually walking in rebellion, walking in rebellion, doctrine books, doing a lot of manipulations. And the Lord is telling you and I that pay attention to my commands. If only you had paid attention to my commands, he says, your peace would have been like a river. What are some of these distractions? A lot of them we, we all know. You know, I do not I didn't want to use the word sin because it's so generic. A lot of words come under, you know, that word sin. Let's be specific. Food can be a distraction. You know how many of us are fasting without, it's not as if there's a prayer point. They are fasting. But when it is time to fast, we struggle. Some of us, is social media. I remember Pastor gave that example last week. Like, I also gave that example this morning. Some of us cannot judge, you know, when we are praying, if you want to do it, if you want to help yourself, turn off your phone or turn when you are praying so that you can concentrate. There's nothing you give up for God that he does not reward. The word of God says, I will honor those that honor me. When you honor the Lord in obedience, when you honor the Lord in your sacrifice, the Lord will act him. There are so many things, you know. What are the other things that, that we, we will look at? Religion. We pretend to be perfect. We come to church. Hello, brother. Hello, sister. Yes, everything is fine. How are you? Fine. Bless you. God bless you. You know those words. But our lives are not right. Unforgiveness is a distraction. You hold on to people and to things. You refuse to give, you know, to forgive. Praise the Lord. Unconfessed sins, lies, lies of the enemy, pride. Pride is, you know, idolatry. It's not as if all of us, we don't have carved images or we don't have iron. But there are some things that you just don't touch. Some people say, mm -mm 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 -mm. you see Christianity, this is me. This is Christianity. My Christianity, I put it here. If you say this thing or do this thing, you will see my other side of you will see my other side. That other side eh, is not of God. That other side is not of God. We have to learn to forgive. My brethren, is, ask yourself, is heaven worth it? That person that you have refused to release, that person that offended you, that boy that jilted you, that girl that said no, that, you understand? Is it worth heaven? Is it what you're not going to heaven? Is it what you're hearing the Lord saying, depart from me, you workers of iniquity, I never knew you? Is it worth it? We have to learn to release. We have to learn to release. You know, Winston Churchill said something. He said, he that throws stones, to, I'm paraphrasing, that throws stones to every dog that backs on the road, will not reach its destination. Every 
every dog that barks at you, you keep throwing stones at them, you will not get to where you're going. We need to wake up as Christians. We need to wake up and not put Jesus Christ in a compartment to say this is the only area he affects. And that is what is affecting the church. This thing called distraction not only affects us individually, it affects us as a, as a family. It affects us as a people, as a generation. It has affected the church. That is why we are not seeing the light. Because you and I, we are the church. And if we cannot forgive someone or we cannot, you know, tolerate someone uh, because they have a different view, then what are we doing? We are destroying ourselves. We are not obeying the Lord. He says we should show mercy to others. Selflessness. Loneliness. I want to do things either my way or the highway. If you are not ready to work with me in this, you know, I don't care. Anger. You understand? In relationships. We are not tolerant. We need to be tolerant of other people's views. Hear them out. Routine and tradition. That's another distraction. As it is now, so will it be now and forever. Amen. Even when it is wrong. Our fathers don't do it this way. Our mothers don't do it that way. The most important thing, how God wants you to do it. The Bible talks about the Zolophite's daughters. That they dared to ask God to say, our fathers died and did not, we are only girls. We, our father never had a son. So what happens to our father's inheritance? They dared to ask God. To, and God told Moses, what they have asked is right. You understand? We are doing things religiously. That's why we are not impacting the, law, the, the world. We are doing things because we, it's a learned way. It's a culture. And we need to wake up as a church. Is, is this a church that Jesus Christ died for? He's calling you and I to wake up. That we need to weave him into every aspect of our lives. Every job that we are doing. Everything that we have been given to do. We need to do it as with love. Praise the Lord. Another area is politics. Distraction in politics. A lot of tribalism. The blood of tribalism, as it was said in Rwanda. He said the blood of tribalism is now greater than the water of baptism. That we do, you know, the same people in Rwanda, the Rwanda in the 1990s was one of the most evangelized country in Africa. But when tribalism came in, when politics came in, the same people that came to church on Sunday were killing themselves during the week. That is what distraction does. We undermine the powers that the Lord has given unto us. There is no vacuum in life. If the church will not rise up, if we will not wake up and take our place, if you find out that you, you don't grow flowers, weeds will grow. And what we are finding now is that we have a lot of weeds growing in the church. A lot of ways we have compromised our stand that we do not even stand for anything. We do not stand for anything that is true. We do not stand for anything that represents God. Distraction is so wrapped in our society that we, you know, our children are distracted. Our families are broken. Ask our children 
whether they want to be like us. They don't. Because we do not show them what Christ is like. We, they know us one way in church. They know us one way, you know, with our friends, with some friends. Then when another auntie comes, they see you as another, you know. I've shared the story about, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Lotto 649. I gave, not, that was a long time ago, I gave a sister a ride. And we were talking about, we are coming to church together. I usually pick her up on my way to church. And we were talking about Lotto. And I said, I don't, I don't play Lotto. She said, actually, too, she doesn't play Lotto and everything. I said, okay. And then we discussed about it, what, what are the negative side. And she agreed with me, you know. It was all Christianese. We spoke very well. And then when, after service, this same church, oh, after, <laughs> after service, I had to drop. And then she said, come in. As we got into our house, an innocent child just said, Mommy, Mommy, let's check our number. Let us. <laughs> and the church says, Amen. <laughs> it will find us out. It will find us out. You cannot lie. My God and my Lord. The Lord says, <laughs> God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, that will he reap. What are we sowing? How faithful are you with the Lord? How faithful is your work with God? You see, unfaithfulness, eh? <laughs> you know another word for unfaithfulness? When you talk about distraction, is adultery. That's another word for unfaithfulness, Abby. Am I lying? It's adultery. We are playing adultery with the Lord. The Lord that says that shall not commit adultery. You think he's joking with it? If we want peace, we need to go back to what God has said. There are still examples of people that lived in the Bible that did not succumb to distraction. We have the cases of Josh, Joseph in the Bible. We have Joshua. We have Samuel. We have Daniel. We have Nehemiah. We have Job. We have the three evil boys, you know. We have David. When he met with Nabal, there was an intervention. So there are people, don't, don't let us look at the fact that, yes, others, others also succumbed. No. We have the Holy Spirit, which is more important. They did not have the Holy Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit, but we, do, we are not calling on the Holy Spirit for help. This is a call for us. It, 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 I'm not, I know all these stories, we all know about it. My time is, you know, I'm wrapping up. All these stories, we all know about them. But the Lord is calling you and I to wake up. To wake up from our slumber. To wake up from religiosity. To wake, us from, to wake up from, you know, let us change our ways. Let us be determined in being the light. There are dangers of, you know, distractions. There are, you know, of not paying attention to the commands of God. One of the dangers is failure. When you see people that are distracted and are not studying for the exams, we see it. They say, the teacher does not like me. The teacher is racist. But you're, you're, when, we bring, when we look at your scripts, you understand? Your teacher asks you a question and you, you know, who am I to talk about? Yeah, that's sorry now. They say, somebody that went to, wanted to cheat and went to, when they, somebody told him that we are going to be, talk, they're going to be asking you about uh, John the Baptist and you read all about Jesus Christ. And then when the exam came, they asked him, okay, talk about Jesus Christ. He said, who am I to talk about my Lord and Savior who was baptized by John the Baptist? And they started talking about John the Baptist. 
failed. Uncompleted projects. That's one of the dangers of distractions. You find that, like we said, when somebody is on a journey and is distracted, he doesn't get to that journey. You don't get there on time. Anxiety. A lot of worries and anxieties. A lot of, that's why a lot of people are going, you know, we have a lot of depression going on. COVID has not helped. COVID has not helped, you understand? A lot of people sitting down at home, it, there's a lot of, I'm not undermining, you know, mental health. There's a lot of anxiety and we need help. Sometimes we play lip service to it, that it doesn't exist in the church. It exists. Some people have it, you know, for five minutes. Some have it for ten minutes. Some have it for longer time. You see, there's sometimes when, you're, when your child asks you for something at the wrong time, you know, you just look at your bank account. You saw that the mortgage or the rent is just, and then the balance on the account is $110. And then that child comes and says, hey, I want to go and play basketball. They're asking for $250. You say, look, eh, what, caused the, what caused the civil war in Nigeria? It's not up to that amount. That, you know, you, the, the child will see that, ah, kingdom of God, suffering violence. You say, is this my mother? Is this my father? You, you understand? So this thing called depression, it, it, it attacks people. It is real. Don't let us play lip service to it. But it, you see, distraction also is real. And you might be distracted in this area. All those people that we read about in the Bible, they were distracted by different things. They were distracted by different... So don't boast. Apostle Paul said it. Don't boast in your flesh to say, I have overcome. My sister, my brother. No. We need to work out this salvation with fear and with trembling. Another thing that distraction causes is tiredness and fatigue. When we've gone on a journey that we should not have gone, we've gone 100 miles instead of 50 miles. I remember the day I was going to one brother in the church. They had their, I think it was Brother Philip's house. We were going to Brother, and I went to AY's house. Hey, yeah. The people in the car with me, Brother Israel, you remember. We were talking, oh. We were talking, kingdom of God. We were talking. We went to a wise house, which was further away, Abby. And then we just, was, 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 we excused ourselves and said we went on tourism. It wasn't tourism. We, we missed our way. It, you understand, it's tiredness. The time you would have spent on something else, you use it on, you know, we get burnt out. A lot of activities. You want to attend this meeting? Attend that meeting? You don't want to disappoint this person? You were born out. You were born out. That is the effect of distraction. Whatever. The, Jesus Christ told the woman that anointed his head. When they said this money should have been given to the poor. He said something about her. He said she did all that she could. Don't try and evangelize the whole world. Though. Start with yourself. Start with your family. She did all that she could. At the time that she was given. Some were given five talents. Some were given two talents. Some were given one. The Lord knows the one he gave to you. And with the commandment he has given, obey the Lord and work with that talent. You know, faith is just part of a normal life. We treat it like that. And so, in closing, there are some of us here that are not yet saved. We do not know the Lord and we do not know the God we are talking about. The one that said in Acts chapter, Acts chapter 40, uh, sorry, Isaiah chapter 48 verse 18. 
that if only you had paid attention to my commands, then your peace would have been like a river. You don't even know that God. Let us start from that. And like the jailer in Acts chapter 16 verse 30, he asked Paul and Silas, he says, what must I do to be saved? You may think you are saved though. You go through the motions, but genuinely you do not know the Lord. I invite you to the Lord. I invite you to Jesus Christ. I invite you to the God our Savior. I invite you back to him. Some of us have been so distracted. We have walked away from our first love. He says, in the book of Revelations, he says, behold, I am coming soon. Are you ready for his coming? Or are you scared about his coming? Are you afraid of what he will meet you doing? Are you afraid of what he knows about you that only you know? Because on that day, everything will be revealed. I'm not saying this to scare you away. But we have a God of love and compassion. He is faithful and just. He knows what you are passing through. He knows you. The book of Jeremiah says, even before you were formed, he knew you. He called you. He called me Olayenka. I don't know what name he called you. But most importantly, I don't even know the name the world is calling you. Is the world calling you blind Bartimaeus? The son of Bartimaeus that is blind. But I am calling you to the Lord we serve. That jailer, although he was the one that jailed uh, Paul and Silas, but he realized that Paul and Silas were actually free and he was in bondage. I invite you to Jesus. I want us to please read the book of Romans chapter Romans chapter 7. The book of Romans chapter 7, as I close. Romans chapter 7, Apostle Paul writing here. I'll be reading from verse 15. We're still talking about distraction. He says, I do not understand what I do. I'm talking to you and I, that we believe that we, be, we think we know the Lord. Apostle Paul said, yeah. He said, I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do it. But it is sin living in me. I know that nothing good lives in me. That is, in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good. But I cannot carry it out. For what I do is not the good I want to do. No, the evil I do not want to do. This I keep doing. Now, if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it. But it is sin living in me that does it. So I find this law at work. When I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law. But I see another law at work in the members of my body, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within my members. Verse 24. What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. 
So then I myself, in my mind, am a slave to God's law. But in the sinful nature, a slave to the law of sin. There are two categories of people that are in this room. Some of us never, we don't even know the Lord. Some of us live, we, we know the Lord. But this body of sin, we are not obeying the command of the Lord. With our eyes closed, please. Why do we close our eyes during prayers? The same reason, to avoid distractions. When you look at um, the symbol that they use for justice, you find that there's a blindfold over the eyes so that there's no partiality. That justice does not know race, does not know greed, it does not know gender. It does not know your educational background. It's open to the truth. All of us are creations that were created by a mighty God. He knows us true and true. Is there anyone in this audience that you do not know the Lord? And you're asking that same question. What must I do to be saved? I'm not asking you to stand up. Just please raise your hand to the Lord, not to me. If there be anyone in this audience, you do not know the Lord yet, you do not have the relationship with God, you do not sincerely, genuinely, if Jesus Christ comes today, you are not so sure that you will make heaven. You are not so sure, please raise up your hand. It will not stand against us in judgment in the mighty name of Jesus. The second league is in Matthew chapter 22, verse 37, the Lord says, Love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And then the second law, it says, Love your neighbor as yourself. The Lord has commanded you and I to walk in obedience. To pay attention to his commands. If there be any way that we fall short of his expectation, Please let us put our hands in our heart and let us confess unto the Lord our God. Let us pray that the Lord in the name of Jesus will keep us faithful. That the Lord will help us. Ask the Holy Spirit for help. Ask the Holy Spirit for help. That reconcile me back to you, O God, to my first love. In any way I have deviated. In any way I have strayed away from the path of righteousness. Father, help me, O God. Father, we cry out unto you for help. We pray unto you for help, O oh God. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Goodbye, world. I stay no longer with you. Goodbye, pleasures of sin. I stay no longer with you. I made up my mind to go God's way for the rest of my life.
rock of ages we worship and we adore you. We return back to the cross. We return back to you. In our words, in our thoughts, in our actions, a lot of us have strayed. We have missed our way. We ask the question and we question you at times. And we blame the next man. We say it is the woman that you gave me that made me sin. We say it was my brothers that sold me into Egypt. But Father, whatever the excuse we return back to you. And we say, Father, away with all the distractions. Holy Spirit, help us to overcome all our frailties. We know we are as strong as the weakest person. And therefore, we are praying that, Lord, make each and every one of us strong. Those that struggle with drugs, those that struggle with alcohol, those that struggle, oh, Father, Lord, in any area, Father, we pray for the grace to overcome. The grace to overcome, you will help us, Lord. Let us study your word. And let us be doers of this word, O oh Lord. In Jesus' mighty and matchless name, we have prayed. Amen.